RadioInfluence.com. Oh, got a top flight guest. Now, it's not long. I don't know, five, six, seven minutes or whatever. Uh, he was very, very busy. He just signed a new deal. I'm talking about the NFL insider, Adam Schefter, ESPN. One of the biggest names in all of sports broadcasting. He has been covering the NFL for 30 years. I talk with him at the NFL annual meetings in Palm Beach, Florida, at the beautiful Breakers Hotel. This guy is so busy. Now, he tried to downplay it. A lot of people in the country work hard. Yes, that's true. But he's been doing this for over 30 years. And it's very, very interesting. And you know what? I let it go. I let the tape go. I I didn't stop it because... It was real quick. I'll explain the whole story on how it went down. And he's like, go ahead. And he's constantly on his phone. And, you know, people are calling him and they're texting him. And it's agents and it's content. It's just, and they're stopping him. And it was just, I'm just thankful for the, for the couple of minutes that I got with him. So without further ado, on the Rock Stops here, the biggest guest. He just signed a new $10 million extension to stay doing what he's doing at the top of ESPN. The one, the only, Adam Schefter. I am honored to be with, he's still a living legend because he works so hard, the great Adam Schefter, ESPN Insider. Now, this is the Rock Stops Here podcast, and it's how you've made it to the top. First of all, congratulations on all your success. Well, I appreciate saying that. I don't know how much success it is, but we're just trying to make it every day. Thank you. Is there a secret to what you've been able to do, and for so long, Adam? Well, I I don't view it as a secret, uh, but I am proud of the fact that I've done the shop for 32 years, since 1990, so it's been an awful long run, and um, there have been very, pe- very, uh, there have been a lot of people who have been very gracious and generous with their time. And you can't do what you do if other people aren't kind and generous to you. And so, I'm grateful to all the people that I've gotten to know in the NFL community uh, who have been very kind, and I'm grateful to ESPN for kind of giving me the support and the team that I that I've needed. So combination of all those factors, I guess. Now, I remember a couple of years ago when you went from NFL Network to ESPN, and I and I remember, was it your wife at the time or saying something like, it will slow down at one point? Maybe it was that, you know, you're always on your, I think it was a BlackBerry at the time, and it seems to me like it's 24-7 it is. all the time. It hasn't slowed down, and I would say that uh, the 24-7 is definitely accurate. Um, and look, it's not physical labor, so it's not like I'm, you know, coming home at the end of the day just beaten down and tired like so many people who have really physically challenging jobs. But, yeah, the job is relentless, and uh, it it just seems like there are so many people who love football so much and care about it so much, and there's so much that happens in the league, and, and so – put all those things together and it creates a busy job like a lot of other people. <laughs> a lot of people are real busy doing their jobs. Now, I remember when I heard you nationally, you were on with the fabulous sports babe, you were covering the Denver Broncos and I could tell right there, man, there was just something about you that is a little bit different, you know. At that time, was your goal to be a national uh, insider? Uh, go right ahead. There you go. See, he's always, he's, he's, he's they're always checking on so, him. But no, at that time. Yeah, I, Honestly, whatever I'm doing today exceeds anything that I could have imagined for myself. I honestly was just trying to be a strong newspaper reporter. And people have always said and asked, you know, what do you want to do next? And I've never thought like that. I just I just don't think like that. I I just try to work hard every day and let it go where it will, whatever that is. So it's taken me to the spot that here I am standing here talking to you today. I'm working for ESPN. We're waiting for the NFL owners meetings to end. And that's all I can do today. Like that's, and that's all I've always tried to do is to work hard every day and uh, see what happens. All right. The other thing too is when you when you break something, I mean, your name is so big and I'm sure 
that you have to trust your sources, but also you're paid on a daily basis to break stories. That's kind of, isn't that kind of hard to, 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 to kind of balance? You might have some, but boy, boy, I got to make sure that I'm right, Adam. Yeah, well, you got to be right before you're first on everything, because if you're not right, then it's a problem. Um, so that's the pressure of this job, just like every job has its own inherent pressures. So on this one, you're putting yourself out there with every story and, and uh, you know, people are waiting to see how it unfolds and if you're wrong. And so uh, that's the challenge every time and you better be right on these things and the phone keeps ringing here. Just one second. I'm going to that in five minutes. Two more quick ones, I promise. Yeah. Uh, how you feeling? You pulled the, was it the hammy when no, you did the day? Fine, yeah. I had, I had some knee issues in uh, Chicago, but all good. No issues. <laughs> but thank you for asking. Sean, it did. There you go. This is going, he, everybody, I mean, he can't go anywhere without being stopped. And, and, and it's really, it's, uh, it's unbelievable. He's such a busy guy. So here we go. I'm going to try to get one more. Just... Last one. Last question. Last one. I promise. What advice? I'm sure yeah. you get that a lot. That young people that want to get in the business yeah. and they I say, knew "Oh, him when he was young, <laughs> I knew him in his twenties." Wow. Hey, I'll let you finish. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> this is awesome. This is awesome. Yeah. But I'm sure you get this advice, and they just see that. Oh, you're on ESPN. Oh, you're a star, and I want to cover the NFL. What advice do you have? I would just say to everybody. Do as many different things as you can. Work as hard as you can. Get internships. Get your foot in the door. Once you get your foot in the door, make yourself indispensable. Treat people right. And all those things happen and things should work out okay. So I really appreciate him doing that because normally like, you know, ESPN people, they got to get permission to go on other shows. If it's not ESPN, they can't do it. Podcasting's a little bit different. But I was honest with him when I saw him. I had saw, I saw him the night before. At the, they have this big party, an NFL party, and it's once a year at this annual meeting. It used to be called the owners' meetings, and it's the only time that owners, billionaires, GMs, head coaches, staffs, NFL Network, uh, TV executives, ESPN, Fox Sports, NBC. Uh, the top broadcasters, Collinsworth, Tarico, you know, you name it. Um, and then media can all be in one spot and everybody is having a good time. The spread is unbelievable. Top shelf liquor. You're right on the ocean at the breakers outside. It was, it was almost surreal. It was unbelievable. And everybody was laid back. It's not the season. You're not in season. Everybody is relaxed. It was it was it was a, it was it was great. It was it was like one of the best events I've ever been at. Probably the number one. And it was just a, it was it was really really something. You know, everybody there is just very happy to be there. Um, and so I saw Adam, and he was off to the side, right inside. Uh, from this party and he was texting and he was on his phone for a little bit and then he was by himself and he got up and I said, Adam, how you doing? My name is Rock Riley. I've been in the Tampa area a long time. I remember, and I meant that and I mentioned that to him there. I remember when you used to be on the fabulous Sports Babe show. You were covering the Denver Broncos You and you were an insider then and you had a great delivery and I'm like, this guy's good, man. And I told him that. And he goes, that's really nice you said. I appreciate that. So the next day, uh, everybody's busy doing their stuff and broadcasting and, you know, covering press conferences and talking to coaches and teams and things like that. And I saw him being interviewed. And it wasn't an ESPN, uh, you know, reporter. And I was like, and I looked at the mic flag and I was like, Denver Broncos. I'm like, oh, that's Denver Broncos team. You know what? They're talking to him. And it turned out that interview went viral because his recall of all the offseason moves, he was just going down the list just from memory. And it was unbelievable. And that video went viral. But I was watching that interview and I saw him. I said, you know what? Hey, man, if you don't ask, it's like when you were a kid. When you were younger and you were afraid to ask a girl to get out on the dance floor, well, you're certainly not going to get out there whether you don't step up to bat or you got to ask out the, the, the hot chick, got to step up. So I was like, 
I'm not comparing him to a chick. <laughs> so I'm looking over. I'm like, you know what? So he was done with that. I went over real quick. Adam, how you doing? He saw me from, remember from last night? I said, hey man, my podcast is how you made it to the top. The rock stops here. You got a couple of minutes. Could you do it for me? And he had his bag over his shoulder. I know he was busy. And he looked at me and he went, okay, go ahead. And he put his bag down and he goes, excuse me, I have to make this phone call. I said, go right ahead. So I had it all set up. I had my headphones on. I had microphone plugged in. I had my thing, my Zoom recorder here. And I was waiting for him. And he and he went to make the call. And the guy was there. He goes, okay, sorry about that. I'm like, sorry about that. You're the man. So go ahead. So we started. And then we started doing the interview. And while we were doing this interview, his phone was blowing up. This happens. This must happen like 24-7 for him. How, for how many years? And his phone, and it was he was going, going to, and he'd have to take it out of his pocket, and he's he's trying to listen to me, and he's looking. Excuse me, boom, 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 and then oh, excuse me, I got to check this out. Go right ahead, and I figured, let it roll, don't stop, just keep it going, so you get a feel of what it's like to be Adam Schefter. You know, I'm sure Ian Rappaport of NFL Network, it's similar. You know, Jay Glazier of Fox Sports is different because he's only really on once they have the big Fox show. So he doesn't have to break news, you know, 24-7. But ESPN's around the clock every day. There is no day off. You know, and he's paid to break stories. And I thought what was really interesting there is what he said. The number one thing for what he has to do is to be successful. Don't be... Be right. Don't be wrong. Like someone at his level, if he's wrong. Now, I wanted to get into, but there just wasn't enough time. You know, and then a guy came up to him and hugged him right in the middle. He saw I was interviewing him and he goes, I knew him when he was 20. Remember that? I think I put the mic over there if you can hear that. And then Adam said, and Adam was nice. He goes, I'll catch up. Let me just finish this interview. So he did that. We finished. It was real quick, as you can see. And then, because he's working too, besides getting his contacts and 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 everybody is like kind of reminiscing. They see each other the first time like once a year like this. And then he also has duties like to go on ESPN <laughs> several times a day and give what he's learned and the latest. He's got to be on top. And so he did that. And then uh, I thought, oh, I didn't take the picture yet to promote this podcast. He and I, I'm like, ah. Oh. And he was standing off to the side with that gentleman that came by, somebody else, somebody else. And I just said, you got to be real quick. I had my phone out. Boom. Turned it. Selfie mode. Boom. I said, Adam, real quick. Boom. He did it. He pointed to me, laughed. Thanks, Adam. Boom. And he was on his way. So it was really, it's just amazing to see, man. You have got to be right. Now, I wanted to get into that whole how he and Jeff Darlington broke the Brady retirement. You know, they, it was Schefter. It was Adam Schefter and Jeff Darlington. I have seen Jeff Darlington since. Jeff Darlington is one of my favorites in this business. Just like Schefter, used to be on NFL Network, made the move over to ESPN. He is, I, he's just like a regular guy. And so I saw him at the party, uh, Darlington, and he went by, hey man, hey dude. And I said, Jeff, everyone loves you. And he was walking by. He goes, I love you, man. Like, he's just such a good guy. And I busted his chops at the NFL Combine saying, Jeff, I can't believe that. What was that like when you and Shefty went out on a limb? Well, no, you went out and said that Tom Brady's retiring. And then you remember Brady went on Jim Gray. He didn't say, you know, I'm just doing what I'm doing. I'm getting to enjoy my family, things that I said that I wanted to do. And remember that went on for days after Schefter and Darlington put that out there on ESPN. And I said, Jeff, you must have been shitting bricks. Like, you know, come on. He goes, no, I, I knew I was right. But, and that was the main thing. They knew that they were right. And then it was, Brady came out on his social media, I am retiring. And then, of course, he unretired, and we all know the story from there. But you can't, like everybody said, oh, I want to be an insider. Oh, that's a great job, man. You are paid to break news. You know how hard it is to break news? Like my boss used to get on me at Bay News 9. Well, you got to break something. Break it. Or you talk to this guy. Well, you go on with that. Like... It's very hard. It's very, very hard. I'm not a breaking news guy. That's hard, man. 
It is. And to be first and to be right. So my thank you to one of the biggest names in broadcasting to come here on the Rock Stops here. Adam Schefter, if you are listening to this right now, thank you and congratulations on your new long-term extension. I think it was a five-year deal. You and Woj at ESPN. All right, so let me go back to that NFL owners meetings or the annual meetings. Amazing. Um, well, you know what? Let, let me go back. I got plenty of time on this bad boy. So anyway, oh, by the way, thank you for uh, tuning in to the Rock Stops here. How's everybody doing? You everybody good? Um. So, before, now it's in Palm Beach. Palm Beach is roughly four-hour drive from where I live in Pinellas County, Florida, okay? So, I was asked to MC for a great cause, Heart, Hearts and Hope. It's for seniors, for necessities. It might be legal stuff. It might be toiletries. It might be things when, when, when you're a senior and you just don't have the money. Um, you know, it's, it's hard, especially if you don't have much family around and money and stuff like that. So it's for a great cause. But really, it was, I was asked by a guy that I got to know who is a rocker. He was in a rock band and there was a death with the lead singer and boy, that just hurt him. In 25 years, he never got on stage. He got back into it. He formed a band, Push Button Rocket, and they were performing at this fundraiser. And he asked me, he said, uh, hey, would you be interested in emceeing? This Sherry Gruden runs it. I've been friends with Sherry forever. And I said, you know, let me, lay, yeah, let me think about it. You know what? Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll do that. So this was before I knew I was going to drive four hours, four and a half hours, five hours down to Palm Beach to cover the NFL annual meeting. So I looked at it and I looked at some of the bands, local bands, and local bands that have been around a long time, great cause. I thought, you know what? It's time for me to st start giving back a little bit more. Come on, man. And I said, you know what? I'll do it, Tom. And Sherry, and I talked to Sherry and I said, I'm honored to do it. Sure, blah, blah, blah. We worked it out. There you go. Gave me the date. I'm in, locked in. So once you commit, you got to commit. Emily is trying to teach, this is the big thing we're trying to teach my daughter. If you say you're going to do something, like even to me, you make sure you do it. Show her commitment. Teach her. That's our daughter. She's going to be 13 now, a couple of months. But, you know, teach her. Stay by your, stand by your word, man. So, okay, I committed. Then I saw the thing for the NFL meetings. I'm like, Palm Beach. I was like, oh, my God. This is what I need. I want to go down there. I'll cover it. I'll bang out some big-name guests. I got to keep growing this podcast. I can't just be Mr. Tampa Bay. So I was like, I'm in. Oh, my God. But it's the next day. You know what? I'm going to, okay, I committed. Here we go. So... I went and I packed my whole car uh, with my suitcase and everything and all my stuff that I would need to go to Palm Beach. I was going to probably leave maybe Monday morning at four in the morning, drive down there, get down there by 10 a.m. And then it's on a Monday and a Tuesday. But they already have owner. They already have interviews with coaches like 845 in the morning. I'm already getting a late start. Boy, and I'm already going to be in St. Pete for this event. Maybe I should just drive and oh, but it's like, oh, my God, I'm going to get a wristband. I'm going to get free beer and food. But you know what? Usually when I'm working like that, I don't drink beers. Like I try, I don't, I can't enjoy it. Like I'm working, man. I'm, I'm going from stage to stage. It was an outdoor stage, indoor stage. But how can I say no to one or two? Even after two 16 ounces, I really should not be driving four hours. You know, you know what I'm saying? I was like, I didn't know what I was going to do. And I don't want to get there too late to the NFL meetings because this is what I'm there for to try to get these guys, you know, people. So anyway, I was like, I don't know how this is all going to work out. I'll pack everything, pack my car, be ready to go, see how it goes. So I get to this Bayboro Brewing down by the Sunshine Skyway down in that part of St. Pete. Um, I get there, this sound check uh, band was doing at Stormbringer. They were so good. They were so good. They do like 160, 70 dates a year. They've been around. Well, after this event, what it showed me is, number one, there are so many talented singers, musicians, artists, 
around our fine country here in the United States that never make it in the business, never make it so they can support themselves. Now, Stormbringer, may, they do so many dates. There was the Greg Billings band, Stranger. There's maybe a handful, two, three, or four honky, the Black Honkies. In, this is, these are Tampa Bay legendary acts that maybe can support themselves, but normally you can't. You have to have a full-time job. And but but they're just there's so not everybody's going to make it. There's so many talented singers, or drummers, or bass players, or guitarists that are so good, man. And forever, whatever reason in life, it wasn't in the cards, and it just reinforced after this past weekend. It was unbelievable. They had an outside stage for more of the acoustic, mellow. There was this uh, Sadler, Janine Sadler. She has been out in L.A. She has been in many, many big bands and backup singer and and was on VH1 and all this stuff. Uh, Roger Bartlett was doing an acoustic and did a thing with her. He was in the uh, Coral Reef River Band with Jimmy Buffett, the original guitarist, for so many years. Uh, you know, a couple of acts out there. And then, these in, and then inside was the rock bands. And there was Stormbringer. There was uh, Brother Brownlow, uh, Push Button Rocket, um, the Hazies, and this young group, Kid Kind Villain. They were young, and they had a lot of energy. And it just and it was a great call. It was like a reunion for all these local bands that don't get a chance to see each other, that have known each other for years. Everybody that was there in attendance loves local good music and. Every, the vibe you could feel it in the in, the entire day. Now I was there from about eleven fifteen, eleven twenty in the morning until five o'clock in the afternoon, and I was going from stage to stage. And then my daughter, my wife, said that they wanted to come, and it's one of those things. I wanted them to come, but I also now got to make sure that they're okay. Is it going to be too loud for them in there? Are they going to get their food? They're going to be okay, but I'm going to be running back and forth to MC, making sure I got it. They put this thing on YouTube. They're streaming it. I want to do my best. You know what I mean? So I was running around. I was sweating. I had one beer in five hours, and that wasn't until like four o'clock in the afternoon because I made up my mind I am going to drive across the state to go to Palm Beach, and so it, it was all and it was really loud and it was it was but it was it was heartwarming and my daughter loved it. Addie, she's never been to a rock show. My wife loved it. They got VIP. They got food. She came up on stage when I would announce the raffle winners two times. She loves being on stage. She loved it. And I mentioned her name. And then I think it was a photographer yelled out, Addie. The second time she came out, the crowd started, go Addie, go Addie, go Addie. Addie goes, they were saying my name. She loved it. It was like, it was unbelievable. It was overwhelming to me. It was, it was one of the most beautiful events that I've ever been involved in. And it was for a good cause. I made a little bit of cash. I gave back. My wife and daughter had a great time. It was it was phenomenal. And the bands appreciated how I pumped them up with my introduction. That's my thing. I like to introduce people. I like to pump other people up. And they loved it. And there was this young group that came up, Kind Villain, and I did my homework the night before going on YouTube. They got a thing out. They just did a, uh, they were recording in Ybor City, a video. And so they came up. I said hello to the lead singer. And I was waiting to introduce them. And I turned around. It was only three piece, three young guys. And I looked at the drummer. And I'm on stage. And I turned around. I looked. I said, isn't the drummer always the coolest in the band and he just laughed. I said, that's my experience. And he took out his drumsticks. He pointed them at me and I pointed that back at him. And then boom, I gave my introduction to uh, the audience with kind villain. So what an event. It's all done. I get my, my wife and daughter had left a little bit. They were there about an hour and a half, maybe two hours, had a great time. So I said goodbye to everybody. And I said, okay, I'm on my way. Now, I had had a room booked at a Hampton Inn in West Palm Beach. You can't afford Palm Beach, okay? In West Palm Beach for Monday night and Tuesday night. 
more than I wanted to pay. What are you going to do at spring break? But I, I didn't have a room and I'm just chancing it. It's one of those things where it's kind of cool. You're like, I don't know where I'm going to stay. I hope I have a, get a room. I'm driving across the state. It's spring break. I will see how it goes. And my daughter goes, are you going to sleep in your car, dad? I said, I might. I don't know. I don't know how this is going to go. And I was just recreating in my mind the entire day. You ever been at a big, big, big thing where it was almost overwhelming and then you're like leaving and you're for hours after that, you're recreating, you're going back in your mind, you're thinking some things that you're laughing about, man, that was awesome. That was unbelievable. Oh my God, this part, you know, it was one of those things. I wasn't thinking NFL or football or anything. I just, I couldn't. So I'm driving across and I go down and then I go across the state and now the sunset is, is happening and now it's getting dark. And I'm like, all right, I went through this little town, Arcadia, and I saw like a little holiday inn or something. And it was like, there's nothing else around. I'm like, boy, it's a Sunday night. Maybe it's a country. And I was like, maybe I should just try there. But boy, I still have a long way to go when I wake up in the morning. Nah, and nothing's here. Let me just, uh, let me keep on going. So I keep on going and I get to Okeechobee, Florida. Now, there are a few things in Okeechobee, but there ain't a lot. And I'm like, you know what? I'm getting late. So while I'm driving, I check out Hampton Inn in Palm Beach and I said, hey, is there any way I can change from Monday night to Tuesday night to tonight? And Monday nights, you oh, looked it up. No, you made that reservation. It's less than 24 hours. You can't. All right, what happens if I get there to, you know, blah, 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 and I cancel the Tuesday, but I'm already there. It's 25. No, 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 you can't do it, can't do it. And it was really expensive, very expensive. I'm like, I'm not doing three nights like that, man. So I'm like, all right, well, thank you. Do you have any rooms available? Just, no, we do have some rooms available. I'm like, okay, well, just in case. I'm, I'm a, all right, I keep on driving, I keep on driving. So I get to this Okeechobee, Florida. It's now about, I don't know, eight o'clock or something, nine o'clock. I don't know what time. I'm like, you know what? Let me just pull in this parking lot. I'm driving. I don't want to be on my phone. Let me pull in. I pull in quick to a parking lot and here's a Hampton Inn and here's an Applebee's. And I'm like, here's a Hampton Inn. Oh my God, I didn't even see the sign. Just my good luck again, my Irish luck. Wife's always saying, you got the luck, man. I have Irish luck. So I pull in, I get out of my car, I go in, you got any rooms tonight? Yeah, what's the cost? Oh my God, that's like $100 less than uh, Palm Beach. Boom, I'm in, here we go. Yeah, I'm Hilton Honors. All right, you get a free water, here's your upgrade, blah, blah, blah. Boom, I get in, boom. I go, how late is Applebee's open? This is on a Sunday night. Now, I haven't been to an Applebee's in years. And uh, she's like, oh, I think like uh, 11, maybe 12, but depending on their staff. I said, oh, okay, great. So I put my stuff in my room, brush my teeth, wash my face, boom, boom. I walk to Applebee's. Applebee's is like... 300 feet from the parking lot. I go into Applebee's. I sit at the bar. I do not mind going to bars by myself. Like I got a neighbor and I was walking to the bar the other day. He's like, hey, next time you go, let me know. I'll go with you. You can go on your own. I go. I don't have to. Warren, let me call you up. Dude, let's let's arrange a time where we can walk to the bar. Like, no, I just go. I go and I end up having a great time. And if, if somebody's annoying me, I'll move my seat. And if somebody's really obnoxious, I'm out of there. You know, and you can go. I love, I don't mind being by myself and do stuff by myself at all. Never have. But anyway, so I go to uh, the Apple. I'm sitting at the corner and this is, un, this is so interesting. There was a guy sitting next to me, says he was 31, 32 years old later in his conversation. Red hair, he had a Florida State shirt on. He wasn't very friendly towards me. That was fine. I don't need that. The, the barmaid, she was funny. She was busting chops with the other girl on how cheap Applebee's is and the overtime they don't give you and this and that. And oh my God, it's corporate. I said, it's corporate. You know, they're looking at the bottom dollar. And the girls were great though. Two two barmaids. And I said, boy, look, look at you guys. Despite corporate being so cheap, can you imagine if you had a great job? You girls are great right now, your personality. They loved it. So then... On this uh, part of the bar 
was a guy. Oh, no, 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 no. They, there were two guys and beards, younger guys who were sitting there and blah, blah, blah. And they knew each other and they were busting chops with each other and they looked over. It turned out they were construction workers building a racetrack across the street. And I'm like, oh, what are you guys from around here? No, we're from Hillsborough County. Oh, really? No, yeah, we're doing a job. So they were okay. They were cool. They went outside for a little bit and came back. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I watched their stuff. I was busting chops with the guys. What do you leave? You know, you want a doggy bag for your potatoes here? And da, da, da. So then they left. So now a woman uh, comes in. Little, little, uh, you know, okay, she, uh, I don't want to get any kind of, so she's sitting there and this guy with red hair, the guy from Tallahassee starts talking with her and he's going on and on and on and on. And she starts and she says, you know what? The cops in this town, man, they can be little, I think she was of Mexican descent, I believe. And you know, the cops around here and the way they treat and blah, blah. And then I, he said something like, yeah, I get discriminated against uh, all the time because I I got red hair, you know, I'm known as a ginger and I get discriminated. I understand. I feel your pain, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> so then the two guys with the beards left. This other guy comes in, Spanish dude, blah, blah, blah. And then another worker, they must be working in town. Like when you're in Okeechobee, Florida, there ain't no tourists because I asked these guys, I said, Hey man, you guys are from here. I said, what is no, no, no. These two guys were local, but they were construction workers. And I said, is the housing market crazy here? Like where I'm from? Oh my God. They looked at me like, huh? I guess a lot of people aren't moving to Okeechobee, Florida. Like I thought all of Florida was booming. They didn't know what I was talking about. I'm like the housing market, housing prices, Florida. Huh? I was like, wow, I am in Okeechobee, middle of the state. All right. So then they start talking and then this guy, and then an older guy comes in, older guy, he's probably my age, maybe a little bit older. And he sits down and he starts talking with the red haired guy and the Mexican girl, woman. And he starts talking about where are you from? And the kid goes, Tallahassee. I played football and I was on the weightlifting team. And this guy goes, oh, I was on the baseball team. I'm from uh, the Miami area. Oh, what? He was Tallahassee. Leon, what's the name of your school? He said, this guy with the red hair is 30 years old. The other guy that just came in is 70 years old. And he goes, you know, in baseball, we played you guys. And we were down like 4-3 in the seventh inning. And we really should have won that game in the States. Oh, yeah? We played you in football, blah, blah, blah. Then the older guy said, yeah, our high school team did this. And I did this. And we did this. And I was sitting there like, are you really going to bring up your high school accolades 50 years later at an Applebee's in Okeechobee, Florida? Like, I don't talk about my high school baseball career. I probably have not in 40 years or 30 years or whatever. I, I, it blew me away. It blew me away. And then he talked about kids, and this guy's like, oh, I'm trying to find a white woman. I haven't had kids yet, and da 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 And that's fine. That's them. I'm glad they were getting along. So the red-haired guy leaves eventually, and then another guy, the construction worker, a young guy, looks over and goes, hey, man, how come you didn't go home with him? You know he was hitting on you. He was hitting on you bad. That was hysterical that he said he's got red hair and that he gets discriminated against. He's... and. Yeah, I, it was almost too much for me, and I ended up leaving there. Oh, and I didn't realize Applebee's is two for one, and I'm walking 300 feet to my Hampton Inn. So, like, my whole point is I love when I don't have things planned, and I swear to God, they usually are the most fun times. My wife is never like that. She never just, everything has to be planned. She'll talk to her girlfriends. They will set up a date they will look at their calendars, probably because they're so much busier. Moms, they're so much busier than, than us. They'll set up like in three weeks, we're going to go for a walk from two to four on a uh, Thursday. You know what I mean? I, and I just, it, nothing is set up. And I came out of there, went back to my room and like, holy crap, that was very entertaining. So I get up. And then I looked at my, oh, so I get up. Oh, I looked at my, uh, I looked at my phone. I typed in the breakers in Palm Beach and it said an hour and 30 minutes. I'm like, an hour and 30? I still have to go when I get in the, I get wake up in the morning? 
I thought I had like 30 minutes to go. So I end up going, getting up, waking up, taking my shower, doing all that. I love the free breakfast that they have at these Hamptons. Same thing happened to me in Indy at the Combine. You can eat so well, way more than I would ever eat for breakfast, and then you're good till 2, 3 in the afternoon, man. It was awesome. Great breakfast. Boom. On the road. Boom. Here we go. Now, I was at the Breakers in Palm Beach when the Tampa Bay Devil Rays were awarded a franchise by Major League Baseball. I was covering that for a radio station called 970 WFLA, which we called WFL Ray at the time. And we wanted the rights to the Devil Rays. We thought baseball was going to be so big and successful in Tampa Bay. Oh, my God, because there's so many that played that were major leaguers from the Tampa Bay area. Spring training is so successful and, oh, it's going to be big and there's 162 dates and you have that many on your preset, on your radio, and that's going to bring ratings and all that jazz. So I think they outbid, but we got it. And I was sent with this Sharon Parker, a news reporter for 970 WFLA to the breakers. And my boss, Gabe Hobbs, said, make sure you get this. You got to be first. You got to be there, blah, blah, blah. We got to get these rights. We got to beat out like UIK, any other station. And uh, I said, great. Now, I'm more laid back. Sharon is like a, a consummate news person. We drive down to the Breakers. I don't remember anything. All I remember is the Breakers was an expensive old hotel. I don't remember anything about Palm Beach. The only thing that I remember is we were down there for a couple of days. It was going to be the Arizona Diamondbacks with Colangelo and Vince Moly and the Tampa Bay Devil Race. And with Major League Baseball, I had my sources. I knew who Rick Vaughn. I had this all set up. And one day was dragging, and I said to Sharon Parker, I said, and we were staying, again, like in West Palm in a smaller place, much cheaper. And I said, you know what, Sharon? This is dragging. I'm going to go back and go take a nap. I didn't think anything of it. I'll be back. I'll be back in a couple of hours, man. And she was so scared and nervous that we would not, if they would come out and announce this, <laughs> that she told on me. She told Gabe Hobbs that Rock went back to the hotel to take a nap. <laughs> I got a call from Gabe Hobbs. What are you doing? No, it's under control. They're not going to make an announcement, man. I got my sources. I'm telling you, he goes, don't. What are you doing? Get back to the breakers. You're taking a nap. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be back. I'll be back. So I made it back. And eventually, I think it was a day later, and they made the announcement. We were all over it, had the interviews, da, 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 da. When, when Sharon and I got back to Tampa and we got back to our radio station, on Gandy Boulevard, and we went to Gabe Hobbs' office. Everybody was celebrating. You know, we got Major League Baseball. The Rays are going to get the rights. Everything is great. And I said, and we're in front of Gabe, and I said, Sharon, you, will you give me a hug? And she goes, oh, my God. It was, you know, and I said, you know, and Gabe goes, next time, don't take a nap. But I just find that so funny, man. So anyway, that's, but that's all I remember about the Breakers. So I, I don't really remember anything else. So long ago. How long ago was that? Oh, my God. So when I pulled up, I actually went to the wrong entrance, the the work, this big golf course. I'm telling you what, I think Palm Beach is one of the richest towns in America. It reminded me of Beverly Hills. Oh, my God. When I was at a light, I saw a bank. What was it? Stanley Morgan Bank. It said private bank. Um just the way everything is manicured. So I pulled into Palm Beach, the breakers. I was in the wrong, like this guards, like, no, you got to go to the next one. This is where the workers come in, all this. And when you pull in and then I see this, you know, they have a big fountain. And then I saw this huge tent and it said NFL annual meeting. I'm like, and press conferences, press conference, media workroom. I'm like, oh my God, they set up a temporary tent on the grounds for all this stuff in the NFL. Wow, look at this. Are we even allowed in the hotel? We were. And I was like, oh my God. But then the parking, this and that, and then you go get your credential. Oh, they had it, thank God. That's the biggest thing when you go to these things. You don't relax until you get your credential. The credential is everything. If you don't have the credential, hey, oh, where's your credential? No, 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 move up, move along. You're, you're not, no, 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 but I'm not getting get. You gotta have the credential. The credential is gold. So I get my credential, I'm good, I'm in, I go in, boom, and there you go. 
And then I was looking around, but I'm looking to see who I'm going to get on the Rock Stops Here podcast. I knew I was going to see, uh, I was going to do something for the Tampa Free Press. I'm a sports reporter for there. I was going to do Bruce Arians the next day. And then it turned out that Bruce Arians was not going to be there. And then they told us it was not health. It was personal. Later, it turned out he had maybe some type of, I don't know what it was, but something was up. I was like, oh, wow. Bruce Arians had to leave. Okay, no, but we got the owner, Joel Glazier, the night before, that night before the party, and the general manager, and okay, and I had my stuff for that, so I was going to do that for the next day, and then I can concentrate on it. So I did bang out. I I will tell you, besides Adam Schefter, I have Josina Anderson coming up. She was an ESPN insider, and now she's with CBS Sports. She was great. I didn't know how I'd react because she interviewed at Bright House and Bay News 9 a couple of years ago when she was in Denver. And I thought she was going to get the gig. I brought her to, we had lunch with her at this courtside grill. Uh, I brought her into LA, my boss's office. He decided no. I brought her to her hotel. And I saw, I've seen her a couple of times since. She went, she didn't get the gig in Tampa. She ended up getting a gig at ESPN, and the rest is history. But I've seen her a couple of times, and I didn't know how she would react. You know what I mean? She didn't get the job, and she was much better off. I didn't know, and I thought, oh, maybe she's a little too cocky. No, I saw her inside the breakers. Boom, she did it. She's an upcoming guest. Um, I hit my Sirius XM NFL guys. There was several fantastic. Uh, Alex Marvez, he also does this AEW wrestling um, Jim Miller, uh, uh, I got a whole bunch of guests that will be upcoming and it was really, really, really cool. I almost got Tarico, Mike Tarico from, he did Monday night football with John Gruden, NBC sports. I was waiting right next to where he was being interviewed by a newspaper guy that had a, his mic out for a long time, man. Boom. Ian Rappaport said, I'll do it. See me later today. He was very busy, like there was a couple of close ones, but all in all, it was very, very successful. And then the party, oh my God, you're, you're right next to all these, like, so my brother-in-law who works for the NFL, and he is up in the NFL offices on Park Avenue in New York, he works, his office is right next to Roger Goodell's, and his name is Andy, and he's such, he's my brother-in-law, and man, we get along great. And I, he was at, he texted me, he goes, you're here? He saw I posted something on Facebook. I said, he goes, I'm here too. You going to the party tonight? I said, I am. He goes, I'll see you tonight. I said, we'll see each other tonight. And so we did, and that was so cool. And then there's a little backstory of something there. You know what? I better not say. It's so funny. I don't want to get him in any, it was, oh my God, it was funny. So he, he's a football fan and he has been, all over the world, and he's at been been at big events. But to be up close, he's an NFL fan. He's actually he's actually an Eagles fan. He's not from Philly, but to see these coaches, these owners. Now, for me, I have been covering pro sports for thirty some years, so it's not that big of a thing for me to see these head coaches up close. Some of the owners, that's a different story. Like Robert Kraft. Robert Kraft has waved to me and smiled two different times now. He's a very friendly guy. He really is. He's short. He had his new bride. That was his girlfriend. They were holding hands the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cracking me up. But he looked over. I looked at him, gave him eye contact. He smiled. He waved. I, I, I pointed him. How you doing, Robert? There was a time where when the Patriots were playing the Bucks and we were waiting to go into the Buccaneer locker room and he came by, I looked at him, he looked, he smiled, he waved two different times. I'm like, that's Robert freaking Kraft. He seems like a really good guy. He really does. Um, Belichick was there. I saw, I ran into him a couple of times. He's smaller than I thought, shorter than I thought. But he had a nice jacket on. I know he was talking with uh, the GM of the Bucks for a long time, Jason Light, because they, they know each other really, really well. Jason Light's son was talking to Bill Belichick about lacrosse because Bill Belichick's son played lacrosse. I think that's how that whole, I think at Rutgers, I think that's how that connection with Greg Schiano came up. Um, the Seattle Seahawks. 
Boy, he looks good for his age. Uh, Pete Carroll walked right by me. He's thin. He's really skinny. But he looks damn good. He's like, I think he might be 71. He looks fantastic. Uh, the owner of the Jets, Woody Johnson, was with his lady. He came early. Ira Kaufman and I, from Joe Buck's fan, were hanging. And we we actually went in there like five, ten minutes early. A guy came by with champagne. And they started serving. I said, no, 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 I'm, I'm going to go with beers. And then I went, my, my beer, Sage took a uh, champagne. And then they opened it up and they had stations set up for food. And it was outside. It was it was it was un, un it was unbelievable. Uh, NFL on Fox. Jacob Ullman, Mister Ullman, I interviewed in L.A. in that compound, the Fox compound, a couple of years back. Only because I know Rob Stone. Rob Stone is the soccer guy. He also hosts college football show on Fox. And Mister Jacob Ullman, who is the man with Fox Sports who has, you know, he's with Howie and 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 Jimmy and, and Menifee. He brought on Alex Rodriguez and Big Poppy and Burkhart, and he's the man. And he's like, if you're friends with Rob Stone, then you're, you're good with me. I'm like, isn't that funny how it works? Isn't that funny? It really is who you know. And Rob Stone must have such a good reputation at Fox Sports that once I contacted him, I was coming to LA for a junket. Could I meet with him? And he's like, yes, yes, you can. And I did. It was in, it was, that was incredible. And I always respected. And I ran into him. He was getting drinks for his party. I'm like, oh my God, haven't seen him. And I went over to him and I said, Mr. Ullman, Rock Riley from Tampa. Remember I said, how you doing? He goes, your, your guy was in Orlando for soccer, Rob. I'm like, oh, he remembers that. And it was great. And I said, and he, and he goes, no. And he brought the drinks over and he goes, let me tell you something. I'm going to be coming to Tampa this year. My son is a huge Tom Brady fan. And when we got the word that Brady was coming back, I'm like, I'm going to take you to Tampa to watch Tom Brady. And he goes, when we, uh, when we come, I'll, we'll hook up. And I'm like, oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm like, oh my God, he is the, one of the heads of Fox Sports, Jacob Ullman. Oh my God, man. So you know what I did? I learned this from somebody. I waited like two days when I got back and then I emailed him and said, hi, Jacob, it's Rock. It was great seeing you again. Uh, I'm looking forward to us meeting when you come back here to see the goat with your son. And he goes, big things happening in Tampa. Great to see you again, Rock. You got it. And I said, you got it. Yeah, there it is. I'm on my way to the press conference now. And I was actually driving. I pulled over the side. I was driving to the Arians, Bowles, the GOAT Brady was at at that big press conference. I was there. So we'll see. We'll see. But you just never know. I was going into the breakers one day and John Lynch was going for a jog. He was just in his uh, shorts and his T-shirt. And he saw me. I covered John Lynch. He's the San Francisco 49ers general manager. But I covered him when he was here and I stuck out my hand and he goes, no, come here. He gave me a big hug and he goes, how you doing? You're one of the good, how you doing? I said, John, I'm doing fine. You man, you, I said, he goes, you look good. I said, I'll tell you, John, I had a, a, a scare. I had a very serious operation. My gallbladder, my liver didn't function for a couple of days. I lost 40 pounds. Now I put 25 back on, but I'm right where I want. He goes, do you know what? I am going to go on a health kick. I am not feeling good. Now he looked fine to me. But John Lynch was saying, I'm, I, you know, I sit so much in my job. He's sitting down a lot as a 49ers general manager. And he goes, that's not me. He goes, even when I was with Fox Sports and I'm watching film, I was standing up. I was moving. I got to get back into it. I'm going on a health kick. I said, I'll tell you what. He goes, I bet you your joints feel better. Everything. I said, John, I had plantar fasciitis on both of my heels for probably five years. I hadn't even jogged or played hoop in five years. And once I lost this weight, now it's because of my operation and what I had my gallbladder attack, but I said, once I lost the weight, my plantar fasciitis went away. It was the extra weight my body was carrying. It's amazing when you lose weight, what that does to your entire system and your joints and ligaments and bone, everything. And he's like, I'm going to get back into it because you know that wasn't me. And he goes, I said, all right, John, great seeing you. And he goes, no, come here. He gave me a hug. He goes, you're one of the good guys. Great, great, great. And it was really cool to just see, you know, to just, uh, I mean, everybody 
is appreciative. That's what I've always found. And I found it doing this, the rock stops here, but I knew this from my years in broadcasting. Anytime I interview someone that is at the top and has been at the top for a long time, they're not an asshole. They're not a jag off. They are a good person besides being talented Besides working hard, besides being kind, they're good people. They're good people. There are some that make it to the top and are assholes, but they ain't going to stay at the top. And that's what I found. And this reinforced it. And this weekend reinforced it. So, I mean, last weekend. So it was, it was really, really cool. Um, Chris Collinsworth, I was going to try for him at the party. See, when, when everybody is at the party, you got to know how to do it. Like, I am not going to ask somebody for five minutes off to the side to do my podcast when it's at a party. You're at a party. Don't bring your recorder or microphone. Don't be a geek. So I didn't bother. I saw Collinsworth, Tariko, Kurt Menefee from Fox, Jay Glazier. He was over talking to Roger Goodell a lot. Uh, it goes on and on. I saw Rich McKay. He's, he, Rock, how you doing? I said, Rich, come over here. Meet my brother-in-law. Because my brother-in-law, Andy, was introducing me to, he's in marketing, by the way, at the NFL. And he was introducing me to his staff. And I wasn't introducing Andy to anybody, but Rich McKay. I said, Rich, this is my brother-in-law. He works for the NFL. And he goes, how you doing? Da, 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 da. So all in all, it was a great, great experience, and I've landed some good guests, and they will be upcoming here on The Rock Stops Here. Um, okay, I do want to mention this, which is surprising, and, I, and this hasn't been reported. I haven't seen this out here. Now, we are here for opening day Major League Baseball. We have made it. There was the lockout. We didn't know what was going to happen if there was going to be a whole year without baseball. But I haven't seen this reported anywhere. I was talking to a photographer that is out at spring training games in the Grapefruit League here in Florida every day. Okay? And I said, Cliff, I've seen you here and there. Oh, my God, how is it? Are the fans loving it? He goes, man, these games are empty. I'm like, what? Spring training? What? Now, he's there every game. And I said, "What's what? That's shocking to me. Now, I'm going to a game on Monday at this taping, and then I'll make, and it was, the season is starting here when you're hearing this. Um, I was going to go to one, and I had to reschedule. So I haven't, I've been to an early workout, pitchers and catchers, but I haven't been to a game. So I didn't know. I didn't know. And he goes, no, it's it's shocking because in this state at spring break, we are bombarded. If you try to go to Clearwater Beach, forget about it. You're going to be on that bridge. It's going to take you a half hour to go like three miles. Uh, the beaches are packed. The bars are packed. Uh, any of these events packed. I'm just shocked. Why? Why is that? So he goes, no. He goes, okay, I was in Port Charlotte. That's where the Rays have their games. He goes, it was a quarter of the way filled. A quarter. Empty, 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 empty. He goes, I was over at Tigers, Lakeland. He goes, not even, maybe 50%. I'm like, really? Because in all my years, what I've seen is, those from Michigan, they love to come down at this time of year and watch spring training. I said, what about the Phillies in Clearwater? Philly fans, he goes, nope, about half. Half full? Whole, really? Yeah, yeah. I go, okay, the Yankees. He said, the Yankees are about 75 to 85%. You mean to tell me those? they're not even sold out? He goes, no. Now, he, why would he lie to me? Why is that? Why is that? I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand that. I already know that baseball's a dying sport. I know it. And it's an older audience. And 
Are they just not coming? Are people not? Now they're traveling. The airlines are packed at from leaving and coming TIA, Tampa International. Are they just going to beaches? Are they coming to play golf? Are they enjoying the sunshine, but they're not going to spring training games? Why is that? And now I saw just today that the New York Yankees are going to have 21 of their spring training games, mostly on Friday nights, exclusively on Amazon Prime. Streaming on Amazon Prime. I don't know, man. I know from my source in the NFL, look for Amazon Prime to get a lot more NFL games. Amazon Prime must be the hot up-and-coming thing for these sports uh, teams and games and, and leagues. But the thing about it is, NFL, NFL fans are going to pay for Amazon Prime. NFL fans are going to want to see NFL. Major League Baseball fans, by and large, are usually older. They're not going to... F- they're not going to figure out how to get Amazon Prime. They're not going to buy it. They're not going to figure out how to stream it. I'm telling you. So this is going to make it harder. Isn't baseball trying to attract more fans? Isn't this going to make it harder for baseball fans to find? Like the whole deal with Bally Sports and this and that. I just saw that and I just was like, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Baseball. I don't know. Is that the way to go? So anyway, I just thought that I would bring that up. All right. I tell you what. I think that's about, yeah, I think that's about going to be about a wrap for this bad boy today. Let me see who will. I don't, I'm not sure. I got uh, several choices on who to bring on next week. So you're just going to have to tune in. If you're not subscribing now, please do. I thank, I thank the NFL. I thank the Breakers. I thank Tampa Free Press for my credential. I hung with the guys from Joe Buck's fan, Steve, one of the Joes, and Ira uh, during this week. Oh, one other thing. One other thing that I noticed, and I got to mention this. So this Breakers Hotel, the, the people that stay there have so much money. It's just money. And what, this is just my observation, in the courtyard, you have NFL media from all over the world. And you see there's a set there where the NFL network has their set. Across the lawn from the, in the courtyard is CBS Sports. You have Sirius XM in this courtyard. They have their banners there. I saw Outkick, the coverage was just at a table set up. Right there, you have uh, you have reporters on their laptops. You know, there's a lot of activity at the Breakers. You know, and TV going on and this and that. What I noticed, the rich people that I noticed, they just could care less. You know, if it was an everyday Joe, oh my God, there's there's so and so on. Uh, there's there's my there there there's Chris Collinsworth or there's 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 Bill Belichick walking by. There's Mike Vrabel uh, walking by. They don't give a shit. The one guy was smoking a cigar. He was holding court. He was real tan, an older gentleman. He could care less. And then Adam Schefter was sitting with a group right there. The some other right here. And then at this one table at the Breakers are four women. And they were playing cards, like they were playing bridge. And they weren't smiling, they weren't joking, they could care less, you know? And I went into the bathroom at one point of the breakers, and these two men and gentlemen were talking, one guy said, oh, how you doing, like, Herb? This is your home away from home. How long do you stay here? Oh, I stay here for months. Stay here for months. How much are the rooms at the breakers? What, $1,500, $1,200 a night? Maybe more? Maybe more a night. You're staying here for months. It doesn't affect you. That kind of blew me away. Now, when I was inside in the lobby, there was one man that walked. He was standing there and he was smiling. And I said, how you doing, man? He goes, I'm doing great. I said, you liking this? He goes, oh, my God. I was a Baltimore fan. Ozzie Newsom, this and that. I got to talk to so-and-so. So-and-so came by. He goes, I'm like a kid in a candy store. I said, isn't it cool? I said, it is cool. And he goes, man, I'm loving this. So now there was one that did really enjoy it because he was an NFL fan. But 
Oh, and there was another one. There was a lady that was going to sit on a nice rocking chair right there in the courtyard, and I had been sitting there. I was I was scoping out who I was gonna I was going to attack to get on the Rockstops here podcast. <laughs> and I got up, and she was looking. I said, "Oh, this seat is yours. You could take it." And I said. Yeah, keep it warm for me or something like that. Or it's all you. I said, it's all you. She didn't say thank you. She didn't even smile. She just sat down. She had just come from the spa, had her nails done, like when they were making, letting them dry. And I'm like, oh my God, like no personality. What do you think? Your crap doesn't stink? I guess so. I guess you're a little different. I'm just trying to be friendly here. There you go. Oh, well. Oh, well. It was very, what an interesting time. All right. Thank you, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I hope you can get to have a good time coming up because you deserve it. It That's what recharges your battery, a good time. So here's to a good time to, to, to you that are listening now this week. I hope you have a great, 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 great time. All right. Subscribe. I'll talk to you next week on The Rock Stops Here. Looking for studios in the Tampa Bay area to record your podcast? Radio Influence can help. With two studios on either side of the bay, Radio Influence has you covered. Engineered and produced by longtime radio professionals, achieve the excellence in podcasting that you and your listeners deserve. For more information or to schedule studio time, email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. Radio Influence, the future is now.